Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. This is a HeadGum Podcast. Let's see, let's see. Leave it to me to be chained to the one book with nothing erotic in it. Oh, wait! A poem? Well, there's a first time for everything. <clears throat> Attend this tale, both crass and tragic, that we shall call Rude Tales of Magic? Cordelia has a scary scream. Hear it on the Rude Tales livestream. Freddy's spells are eldritch horrors. Tickets on sale for only five dollars. Werewolf Albie, what a beast turn. Our live show starts at 8 Eastern. Bello worships at Demon's Church, decked out in exclusive merch. Branson grins with vampire's fine teeth. See you there October 19th. Stiff Fry calls out that final refrain. Rude tales of magic, they They invaded invaded my my brain. brain. Wait, what the fuck? That wasn't sexy at all. Oh, wait, there's a note at the bottom. Tickets on sale at rudetalesofmagic.com. Hmm, still not sexy. Fuck! Hello, loyal listeners. Welcome back to Rude Tales of Magic. It's me, your host with the ghost, the Grave Freaker. Who has a ghost? I own a ghost. I am your host with the ghost. The ghost is right here. Say something, ghost. <laughs> well said, ghost. Anyway, I think I've gotten into the October spirit well enough. Let's begin this episode of Rude Tales of Magic. Ah! Oh, fuck. That birdie we all know Is he holy? Oh, say no But does that bird belong in hell? God said no to that as well Everyone knows it's to fry We open now in a beautiful home, way out past the suburbs. It's almost noon, almost lunchtime. A little girl with kind eyes and a horrible kenku with, with awful insect wings stand in a kitchen. She looks at him quizzically. Have you ever been hungry? Hungry, but there's no one around. No one around. Have you ever been hungry? Hungry, but mom and dad aren't around to make you whatever you want. That's why you've got to learn how to feed yourself. And the easiest way to feed yourself is a sandwich. Uh, the easiest way to feed yourself is between... Is, uh, I'm going to teach you how to make a sandwich, Ginny. Yay! She claps. You're all right. So, 
Jenny, this is about, if you've listened to the song, independence. This is about learning to take any ingredients and make a little meal for yourself whenever you want. So, you begin by taking two slices of bread. See, this is one slice. Now you grab the other one. Okay. Oh, it's the heel. <laughs> now, do you like that? You don't have to have it if you don't want it. You can pick any... No, nobody likes the heel. What are you talking about? Everyone likes the heel. Everyone likes the heel? Yes. What about me? I don't like the heel. I'm somebody. You are somebody. But right now, you're pretending. You're putting on a show to not like the heel. When actually, when you put the two heels together, it makes a different kind of sandwich. Maybe not the one you want right now, but one you will want later. Okay, so I should do two heels? You know what? It's whatever you want. And what's what you said? Two heels. Let's do two heels, Jenny! Okay, but what goes on the inside? Well, are you in the mood for something sweet? Yeah. Or something savory? Both. I'm a kid. Hmm. How about peanut butter? Okay. How about bacon? Bacon? Peanut butter, bacon, and jelly. Which, in order to get bacon, we'd have to kill the... We'd have to kill our pig. It's time. It's time?! Stir Fry uh, puts his hand behind Jenny's back and walks her out to the family pig. Uh, yeah, she looks at the pig. The pig turns and, and looks at you and catches the sunlight. It has a, a beautiful, sorrowful expression on its face. It seems to understand on some level what is about to happen. We'll use every part of it. We'll respect it from head to toe. Jenny's hand is trembling. She, no, no, I can't do this. I don't want bacon. I don't even like bacon. Stir Fry sneals in front of her. Does that mean you don't want the moderate in-between that you want just sweet? Sure, if that's what it means, yeah, I'll just have sweet. I'll just have, I'll just have candy sandwich. It's fine. He puts his arm on her shoulders. Now you've learned. There are no half measures without compromising yourself. You must pick sweet or savory every time. And in-between means death. Either yours or by your hand. You're right. No half measures. If I compromise, I die. You're right. You're right. I'll remember this forever. Great. Stirfry looks up to God as if to say, I did it. Uh, the clouds part. The sun, like, hits you extra hard. Ah! Ow! Ah! Ah! Damn it. Damn it. Okay, so you're going to have to use the knife for me because I'm a bit blinded at the moment. Okay, great. We cut back to inside of the kitchen. Um, and she's just taking verbal instructions from Stir Fry. We see that the, the knife is extremely sharp and the blade is enormous. This is a, to, to, to her, to a small child, this is a Sephiroth blade. Stab the peanut butter jar. She does, she stabs into the side of it. Like that? Perfect, now lift it in the air. She lifts up the jar. It's still just, it's attached. It's been stabbed in the middle. Now throw it at the bread. She throws it at the bread. A jar just lands on the bread. Perfect. Now, stab the glass jelly jar. She stabs the glass jelly jar. It shatters. Flip it in the air. That way it gets all the glass out and just the jelly remains. Okay, she makes a dexterity roll. Not bad. She flips it in the air. Almost none of the glass lands back down into the sandwich. Perfect. Now close the sandwich. She closes the sandwich. Lift the knife above your head. She lifts the knife above her head. And slam it down, splitting the sandwich in twain! She slaps it down, splitting the sandwich in twain. <laughs> Did I do good? Take a bite and we'll see. She hands you a half and she uh, she toasts you. To independence. To independence. She takes a big bite and she smiles as her gums bleed. <laughs> I'm your guardian angel. Everyone knows it's the fry. <laughs> Welcome back to Rude Tales of Magic, the only podcast 
That's right. There was an extinction event. Scavengers wander the podcast wastes, hoping for mere scraps of planet money. A man in tattered clothes crawls across the podcast dunes and lifts a canteen of the daily up to his lips, but only sand comes out. But wait, what's that? Could it be? No, no, it's got to be another mirage unless... Wait, that's no mirage. Off in the distance, what is... Is that an enormous golden statue? It ripples in the heat, blinding him. Still, he crawls ever forward. Yes, it's... it's... It's a ten-story tall golden statue of Pubic the Goblin. Wanderers from every corner of the globe bow and pray to rude tales of magic. The one true god! (gasps) Oh no! I was struck by lightning and killed instantly. I opened my eyes and... Where am I? Oh my god. Did I... go to hell? Ah well, that's life. (laughs) At least now I can provide a little recap for my friends who are at this moment waiting patiently on a Zoom call for me to shut the fuck up so they can play what passes for D&D. I I take in my surroundings and I see that I'm in a mid-century diner, the kind you might see out on Route 66 if you're 90 and remembering your life as a trucker in the 1960s. Our heroes have finally made it to the other side. A diner in hell run by that all-too-common hyphenate of friend-slash-boss, Cheddar. For the first time since you've met him, time continues to flow naturally around him as he speaks to you through the body of one of his employees, an enormous tarantula fry cook named Nails. Oh yeah, that's a good question, Cornelia, but no, time only freezes when I possess people on the material plane. Down here, it just keeps chugging along. I could still kill this guy, though. If I stay in this guy too long, I could I could absolutely, I could still kill him. It falls under the change who you fundamentally are part of the rules. But there's a way, there's just like, because it's hell, there's like a way longer grace period. We're talking like 10 minutes. Yeah. Sometimes 20 if they have like a strong personality, which this guy do not have. All right, what else <laughs> we got? I don't want to push the hyphenate of friend slash boss, but I, I have to be honest. We pushed it. <laughs> I just got to tell you, I... I don't. I hope this doesn't come out as like perverted. I just thought I would be able to see your body. It does. Oh, it does. Oh, your your hope was in vain. Oh, that's a very perverted <laughs> sentence. I know. I'm sorry, but I think I hope you know what I mean. I just thought I was gonna know. Two tarantula your deal. arms just sort of grab you by the shoulders, like uh, gleefully, and he just sort of like shakes you and he goes, "I don't got my body." Oh my god! Can I tell you? I have. Oh god! Who's the little? And he spins you around. Hello. Ah! Goodbye! He spins you back. That's Albie. I know who Albie is. I've seen Albie. I've met everybody. Oh, yeah, cool. I just thought you asked me who that was. Um, I did, I did. And then I chastised you for taking me seriously. You've got nobody. Nobody whatsoever. I'm just a a free-floating personality. I'm all charisma, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, Do you have... So you're always possessing someone? Or just like you exist outside of... I'm always possessing somebody, but down here the time doesn't freeze. That's crazy. Okay. Uh, I want a raise. Yeah, sure, you can have a raise. That's fine. That's more spells. I have a question. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. Oh, yeah, he spins you back around. Hello. Hi. Um, uh, do you know Cheddar? Um, yeah, I'm him. Yes, do you know? Do you know what, um, what single object that contains lexicon matters is power we should be looking for? 
Oh, God. Uh, Whoa, zero to 60, Albie. What? Sorry, I just, you know, we gotta, we're kind of on a clock here. No, we are. This guy's dying on the inside. I'm just frying him up, you know? He's a good guy, too, and I'm just boiling through memories of his. Because, you know, 10 minutes, 10 minutes is a long time, right? Compared to when you usually get, like, two, three minutes, 10 minutes is a long time. You're going to stretch your legs out. But I talk. And I, you think somebody who jumps from poison to poison and can't stay in them very long? You think that, well, if we so loquacious, but here I go, chit-chatting away, just just wasting my time with this guy. The thing is, though, I can just jump to somebody else, so it's fine. But yeah, no, no, I could, th- I could think of one of those probably, I don't know what it would be necessarily. It's probably something really important to him, really important to his poisonal story. Uh, and I, do- I guarantee you, it's not something he's just going to leave lying around. It's going to be probably closely guarded. So, like, if he had an important sword. Oh, babe. Yeah, if he had an important sword. Yeah, if it was, a, if it was like, a, a martial weapon or something. Well, even something like a set of battle keepsake, you know? I'm trying to think what would mind. And the spider just sort of, like, it has Cheddar's, like, Cheddar just has unmistakable body language, even though he hasn't a body. And it just, like, it leans uh, its head on one of his arms. It goes, I wonder what mine would be. I don't really have stuff. Yeah. Probably one of those coins. Oh, what are the coins? Oh, yeah. What a coin, but it'd just be in the bag with all the other coins. By the way, what's going on with the coins? Well, um, funny you should ask. Cheddar. And when she says cheddar, coins pour out of her mouth. Oh, oh, oh! Was it it involved in how you died? That's cool. Uh, Apparently. I don't think it was. What? I don't think that was how we died. I think Albie looks down at the uh, stab wound going through her and Cordelia connecting their bodies. I don't think that's how you died. I don't think it was coins. You think it was a spear? Well, that's the thing about hell is hell's a bastard. Hell's a son of a bitch, you know? It's just like sometimes hell will be like, this is a very literal, you know? Oh, you get electrocuted. You come down here and everyone can see your skeleton. And other times, and he points into Bones being, goes, I have no offense, but this is a, this is like a Rembrandt, you know? This is. Cheddar, can I tell you something? I'd love to hear it. I absolutely love it. Do you know how many years it took of study to learn simply the language of Inferno? Just to read books? The 60? Uh, about, yes. It's a very complicated language for a human tongue. It's tough. And now that I've done all this studying about things that come out of here and I'm surrounded by it, I think it's splendid. I, I just want to go find the devil and kiss him right on the lips. You would kiss the devil on the lips? I'm dying to. He's been talking about it for a while. I gotta say, you are a changed man. Wow. Oh, that's because of these little stinkers. And um, uh, two wretched goblins emerge uh, like tumors from the Bonesby's engorged heart. Ha 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 ha. And they just start, they start running around the diner and they join, there's another little boy running around the diner who just like has a knife out and his dad is chasing him going, Hunter! Hunter! (laughs) Oh, of course. Cordelia's very excited. Cheddar, how do you sleep? I don't! This is what happens when you don't sleep for thousands of years! Oh, no. Got it, man. But every time I jump into a body, I'm exactly as tired as that body. So if I jump into a tired guy, oh, what if I fall asleep in him? That could kill him. So I got to jump out of him really quickly. But I've never known what it's like to sleep. I've never once known the rest of sleep in all my days. <laughs> oh, so wait. So like if someone that was evil died in their sleep, maybe they'd go to hell and be really sleepy? Uh, potentially, yeah. Would well, they just be, they'd have like the, one of those caps. You know, one of those log caps and they'd have like a candle on a little tin. I don't really understand the irony of me, though. Like, I just kind of look like I'm back exactly where I started. Well, you know how your back is connected to Cordelia? 
Right, and you are right. one entity, although you are two souls? Yeah. That's yeah, probably... I would assume that was when hell was getting up to there. Yeah, I think I... I'm getting a picture now. Alby dangles her, her little feet. They don't touch the ground. Oh, well, I'm sorry about all the denim pouring out. I don't know what's going on there, but I assume that that's not going to be a huge problem. No, it's not going to be a big... And he just throws up blood all over the table. Oh. Cheddar! Oh, that's the 60-second mark. Wait, switch, switch. What? Can you switch? Can you switch into a different guy? Yeah, effortlessly. And at that, the, the spider slumps over and it looks up at you and he goes, Oh, boy, oh, that hurts. <laughs> oh, that don't feel too good. Oh, back to cooking fries for me. Ha-cha-cha. Cordelia's whipping around looking for who looks possessed. The Medusa uh, rollerblades over to you. Hello. There you are. I don't have a business to get back to, though. I can't just keep doing this forever. You can take a minute. I took about I took ten. I took nine minutes. Oh, okay. oh, Cordelia, tell him the good news about the terrible entity that he cursed you with. Oh, gone. What? The uh, what are we calling it again? The unpleasantness is what the witch hunters referred to it as. I knew him as my butler. Yeah, he was a little bit of a hitchhiker guy. What the fuck? Hold on, what? That thing? It's yeah. just gone? Yeah. You didn't hoist it on somebody else? I did, to bones be. <laughs> but I was able to conquer it with my great and terrible power, and then I had a heart attack. Holy shit. That must have been what killed you. You, I swear to God. I, can I show you something? Yeah. It's Medusa on rollerblades. Uh, she takes you into the back kitchen, and you go through the kitchen into a little office that says cheddar. What is it? Oh, God, look at it. And he's got a little uh, closed-circuit TV, and on a loop, uh, you're watching uh, DeBonesby's failed uh, lichification process. I watch this all the time. It's so funny. We do it in hell. This is, look at this. We got this little... Look at this. And there's like a little... Like America's Funniest Home Video voiceover. Of a guy just being like, uh-oh, didn't read enough, did I? <laughs> as you watch as the Bonesby's body, like, skin and flesh and fats are just, like, dissolved off of him. And you hear a studio audience laugh. I love that part. Oh, you weren't kidding about the video. We watch it here all the time. Well, not anymore. I'm an old-fashioned guy. I watch it. I got a tape of it. But I just still, this was a big, this was a viral hit out here. But you know, look at you. Now you defeated this shit? That's incredible. That's amazing. And I got my skin and my fats back. And he, yeah, and he, and he, yeah, and he wiggles it. a disgusting arm at you. It, fl- it flaps and slurps wetly. Okay, yeah, no, I mean, that's, you know, good for you. You got any other questions for me? I mean, this is nice catching up. Cheddar, we have to go bring the college back up to the mortal realm from here, from hell. Can, do you want to help? Oh, God, it's always fucking something with you, isn't it? You hired me? I, yeah. I hired you to promote my restaurant. And look, business is good. He spins around on his swivel chair. I got a swivel chair now. Look at you. (laughs) Nice. This thing used to be a toilet that was connected to nothing. That's what I had to sit on. Or somebody had to sit on it. Never really me. (laughs) Well, you could come and me. We could just do that. I got to stack up business here. I gotta, I gotta rob my restaurant. That was what our whole arrangement was. But you've always been my secret weapon. I can't be a secret weapon anymore. I'm your public weapon. But everybody knows we're working together. Look, Cordelia. Cheddar. 
coins pour out of her mouth. <laughs> just find a, find a nickname or something, Jesus. Okay, yeah, you, uh, dare. Dare? Dare. I'll go with the coins. That's fine. <laughs> Don't. <laughs> okay, good. What about what about Ched? 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 I don't know. Oh, cheesy we'll greasy. See. You're making it sound like a two syllable. <laughs> and he, he points that he's at an employee of the month uh, sign up on the wall, and it's you. It's a picture of you. And it's framed. He goes, We don't really have calendars down here. It's one continual month, and it's look at you. You did it. Oh Is it you? Yeah, it's me. Oh, yeah, spin she... around, spin around, show her. Do a little fashion show. She spins. <laughs> oh. oh, good job. It's a really good picture, too. Yeah, how did you get that picture? <laughs> anyway, the, uh, the, you know, we so we worked together. You know, we did our thing. And now if you want to go do the school, you know, you can figure out the school stuff. Wait, so I'm not your employee anymore? Well, you're still my employee. Okay, cool. Good. But your job is done. Your job was to bring living souls down here. And yeah. you did it. You did it for as long as you were alive. Our contract is broken. Oh, whoa. Wait, but you're my magic. Do you... You keep the magic, Cordelia. Okay. I gave you the magic. I couldn't take it back if I wanted to, which four or five times I did want to. I don't know how. <laughs> um, okay. Do you have any openings? No, sorry, we have a job to do. Uh, um, well, it's been really great to work with you. Cordelia, I tell you what, you go save your little school, yeah. bring it back. Maybe you come back, maybe you're alive again. Maybe yeah. you're not. Either way, there's an assistant manager job with your name on it. No way! <laughs> yeah, this is not, there's no pay jump, but other, you know, otherwise, it's, it's more responsibilities. Okay, we'll talk. Well, that's pretty cool, right? People love that. We'll negotiate. <laughs> oh, yeah, well, sure. Yeah, no, you'll talk me down, sure. It's a title bump. Yeah. Cheddar, that brings up a good point. You ever hear about any ways of, like, the dead going back? The dead going back? Yeah, yeah. like, going back, like, just as they were before they died. You know, sort of like... God, I'm so fucking old. Uh, the only thing I've ever heard is the only way out is through. Oh, that's hell. That is about hell, yeah. That's sort of a, that's more of like a proverb than like concrete advice, but I'll take it. You are in hell. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know, I know. Proverbs work here. What are you fucking? <laughs> okay, okay. Buddy, turn into a horse. <laughs> no. Oh, wow, oh, wow. No, I don't have to. But Bello, you love to. That's a strain of you I didn't pick up on when I was in you. Okay, good for you. <laughs> Do you want me to turn into a horse? So bad. Bello stretches out his neck, and as he does, he wild shapes. He transforms from his normal shape to the shape of a horse. Uh, the desk goes flying. There's not enough room in this yeah. uh, office. The desk goes flying, and it pins Cheddar uh, in the Medusa up against the wall. It goes, yay, 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 yay. But this is different now because the, the hind legs of the horse are now just a wispy cloud of smoke. <laughs> oh, genie horse! All right, all right, all right. Party's over. He wild shapes back. Um, Albie uh, grips her stab wound and she's like, ah, okay, yeah, I think we got to get going. I just remember that Davo is getting infinitely crucified in a closet down here. Oh, oh yeah, Davo. Yeah. I think we got to act fast, you know? Okay, Cheddar, 
Uh, I'll be back for to either accept that job or to have my exit interview. So I'll see you in a few days. Or a longer time. <laughs> a few days. No, I'm sure you'll find... Yeah, good luck. Maybe a few days, maybe 30 minutes. Who knows? She walks forward and tries to give the Medusa a hug, but the, you know, handle of a rapier is sticking out of her chest and she's sort of unable to do so. So she just sort of pat, double pats her on the shoulder. Yeah, hug her. You just sort of pat each other's shoulders. And uh, she throws up blood all over you. Oh, clock second! <laughs> oh, jeez. And she's pouring denim all over her. <laughs> if you want to be the blood mopper, by the way, we could sorely use one. I'll consider it. All right, let's get out of here. And you leave the office. Cheddar waves to you warmly as he, he hops out of the Medusa. As you're leaving, sitting in a far booth by the exit, you see someone familiar. You see Count Ivan Gretzky. But something is seriously off. He's an elegantly thin man with familiar but less exaggerated features. His eyes are large but not bulbous. His skin is tight but not stretched across a skeleton. He has an unhealthy complexion, but still, it's a complexion, which is more than you could say about what was going on with him beforehand. He wears noble robes, not unlike de Bonesby's, and he has a crimson red scarf tied around his neck. All in all, he looks like the guy who got the boardwalk caricature that you know as Ivan Gretzky. Hey, you look really familiar. I don't know if we've met, but I'm Bello. Uh, he turns and says, I don't believe we've had the pleasure. What's your name, friend? Why, my name is Count Ivan Gretzky. <gasps> or at least it was. <gasps> what? Wait, 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 what? He scans all of you and he, he stands. He says, where are my manners? And as soon as he looks at the Bonesby, he says, <gasps> Lord de Bonesby. And he kneels, he bows deeply. Greetings, Bannerman. Yes, I'm one of your Bannermen. Yeah, see, now I remember because he talks right. He, and DeBonesby sort of gestures to his pals. Albie is like craning her neck trying to see who's talking because it doesn't sound anything like the Ivan she remembers. Yeah, Cordelia sort of turns side when she feels that she sort of turns sideways so they both can, can see him. Uh, Albie, this man stands completely unlike. Uh, Ivan. He stands, in fact, much more like uh, De Bonesby. He has his body language is, is much more similar to De Bonesby's than it is to uh, to Ivan Gretzky's at all. He's bowing deeply to De Bonesby. He says, "My liege." Hey, that's enough. That's enough. As you were, stand up. Of course, I'm terribly sorry to see whatever it is that befell you. It seems tragic. A heart attack. I grew one only so long enough for it to f- fuck up and uh, send me here. Yes, well, suppose we all go in our own way. I myself was taken by a disease, and he pats his neck. Yes, we we actually uh, knew you quite well during that period of your undeath. A very different person. I must beg your pardon. I, I'm not familiar. Yeah, of course. It doesn't seem that way. It took over your body. Oh, I, I'm sorry. I see what's happened here. You mean he doesn't remember the, like, all the stuff? He doesn't remember Cord? Well, there's nothing to remember. None of what you're describing happened to me. I believe you're, you're referring to that wretched creature who took me over. Yes. No, he wasn't wretched. Well, wretched or not, he's the cause of my death. I, I believe I'm entitled to a little bit of resentment. Whatever relationship you had with this thing. He was a little wretched. Well, then if you're here, where is he? Search me. I have it the faintest. Albie's hand reaches down and kind of, like, clutches Cordelia's. Yeah, Cordelia's just, like, frowning at him. I must apologize. I see I've quite dampened the mood. Wasn't my intention. 
No, it's okay. I mean, you owe us no responsibility. We've never met. Yeah, plus we're in hell, so we're just kind of bummed out in general. <laughs> if you happen to see, you know, the guy that uh, supped on you, uh, will you say hi for us? Because uh, we actually, we had a bit of history with that guy. I see. He's a good dancer. We were, we were friends. You realize that this, this guy you had a history with is nothing more than a disease, given sentience. Yeah, yeah, I know, but, like, to us, he was, like, a man with, like, a life and a personality and, like, a whole, like thing and like emotions and relationships and my heart goes out to all of you it it truly truly does you seem broken hearted but you must understand that to me you are describing a fondness for the sword that stabbed me Cordelia looks down at the sword that stabbed her yeah Albie and Cordelia both look down (laughs) poor choice of words I apologize yeah you're kind of an asshole yeah I don't think I am but I I do apologize no I think you are yeah, you made you made my friend feel real bad, and uh, and shame on you. It's already hard because we're here in hell, and you shouldn't call people diseases. And Albie goes to walk away, but she can't. <laughs> <laughs> Please pardon the manners of my associates. Oh, I am so funny. I fall back in old habits so hard. And um, listen up, baby. I'm wondering if you might have seen Papa or my brothers around here. Oh, Otto. Yes, I must say, I never would have had the boldness to express this in life, but I'm so sorry for what you must have endured. I knew him as a younger man. Ah, mm -hmm. are you referring to my childhood as the thing I had to endure? Yes. Oh, good. Okay, I thought you were like, oh, I'm so sorry for your loss. I was like, no, it was the best years of my life. No, I no, please, I, I knew the man well enough not to not to say that to you, and I, okay. I imagine you were thrilled. Oh, it was. I did it. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations! Good show. Thank you, thank you. It was one of my earlier dances with the with the great lady Magic, uh, and I I was hooked ever since. <laughs> but seriously, do I have to worry about running into him around here? And I tell you, I haven't seen him. Oh, okay. However, I have seen many people from my own life. I see. Perhaps they find you. Ah. <laughs> Hell rules. Yes, he puts a hand on your shoulder. He says, I wish you good luck. And please, send my sincerest apologies to your friends. I did not mean to diminish their day. Of course. Well, enjoy your disco fries. Don't (laughs) mind if I do. And he he starts eating (laughs) disco fries. Ooh, yummy. There's American cheese on my French fries. (laughs) Brown gravy. (laughs) Cordelia is waiting at the door to the diner with Albie attached to her back and she's just kind of like no it's okay it just wasn't him that's just a different guy yeah it wasn't him it was yeah it's just a different person different guy but you know if he reminds you of your Ivan that's still hard no ugh and as they walk out of the diner and Cordelia's walking backwards she's taking in the room bye Junior oh you're dead Love you, buddy. Mwah. Hello, all. Um, Sir Ivan passes on his apologies. And again, he was just... You knew someone who looked like him. That's all. Yeah. All right, let's go save the school. Whee! Let's find that devil. <laughs> and he licks his lips. Um, and at that, you, you hear... I'm begging your pardon. I, I, I do apologize. And uh, you see Count Ivan is... He's, Wiping the the brown gravy and American cheese and wow. rice salt from his mouth. 
I couldn't help but overhear you. You're planning to go to the school? Yes, yes. Yeah. I do know the way. I could provide travel. Oh. oh. Mm. Uh. Cord, Cord, I think it's up to you. I could be in front, if that's better. Yeah, yeah. Cordelia just turns around so Albie's facing forward. Oh, come on. How much time did we have to travel around with people like Hot Roddy and such? I want to, I want to spend some time on the road with one of my people. We cut now back to the material plane. We see an old country road alongside the K River. A truck made entirely of goblins, the Gyro Express, is careening down the road. Hot Roddy sits in the driver's seat. Beneath his ass is a large Kenku egg, wrapped in his leather jacket, a makeshift nest. Music is coming out of a brass Victrola horn sticking out of one of the goblins' asses that make up the dashboard. Hot Roddy sings. Life is a highway! I want to ride it all night long! If you're going my way, I want to drive it all night long! Give me, give me, give me, give me, yeah! From Mozambique and those Memphis nights, the Kyber Pass to Vancouver's lights. Knock me down back up again, I'm in your heart, I'm not a lonely man! Roddy hears sirens and looks into the driver's side rearview mirror, which is just an extremely clean and reflective goblin tummy. He sees a witch hunter carriage with its sirens on. Ah, shit, the pigs. He pats the egg. Don't worry, little guy. I meant what I said, and I said what I meant. An uncle is faithful, 100%. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. My dentist make my teeth like beak, teeth like beak. And that is why I am doing an hour of comedy and songs called Teeth Like Beak, an hour of joy with Tim Platt in New York City at City Vineyard. Check my socials for a ticket link. But then my dentist, he make each tooth sharp like each tooth beak. Hi. I'm Christopher Hastings. If you're worried about financial security in your senior years, a reverse mortgage from Chastity Bank might... Whoa! Cheddar! Oh, am I at the body of some guy reading that copy? Oh, blah. Yeah, sorry. Hey, don't worry about it. I'm a business owner myself. Let's sell some shit. Like this limited edition, other side diner coffee mug. Available until October 31st, 
at RootTalesOfMagic.com. For only $22, you can pretend you stole it right off one of my tables. Oh, sounds beautiful. I wish this wasn't a podcast so I could actually see it. Hey, you got a computer, don't you? Go to RootTalesOfMagic.com and feast your eyes. And then pay up. Oh, wow. Look at that gorgeous Other Side Diner logo. Uh-huh. Ooh, and that mug's got heft. Oh, yeah, great. Buy one, buy five. They'll only be on sale at RootTalesOfMagic.com until October 31st. That's Halloween. I am. I'm buying them. I'm buying them all. Hey, speaking of expiration dates, this guy's starting to leak something. Gotta go! Representatives are standing by at RootTalesOfMagic.com. <laughs> Who's that birdie we all know? Is he holy? Oh, say no. But does that bird belong in hell? God said no to that as well. Everyone knows it's to fry. <laughs> we go now to a watering hole. Oh, it's so rustic and charming. It's out beyond the suburbs. It's the late afternoon. Oh, the light is coming through. A big tree hanging over the the watering hole. There's a tire swing hanging off of a big sturdy branch. A little girl looks up at Stir Fry. Ginny, boring people fail. It is up to each and every one of us to hone in on our own individuality and express that individuality through means of self-expression. Those means can be art. Those means can be sport. Those means can be faith. But tonight, we are working on one of the most effective means of self-expression, swimming! She waits with you for five hours for the sun to set. And so now it's night. You know what? It actually might have been better during the day. But now? I don't want to wait again. Let's just do it now. Night swimming will be fine. Oh, look at you. You've already picked your first means of self-expression. You're the kind of bitch that swims at night. Yeah, I am. I want to swim at night. I want my first time swimming to be at night. Let's do it. See, look at you. You're already so distinct from all of your peers. Who? I don't like very much. You need better friends. That's enough talking. And she puts a hand out to you, and she's just going to walk. She just marches into the water. Wait, 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 wait. Ah, ah, oh no! Ah, ah. She's struggling. She already she begins drowning in the water. Oh no! Stirfry zooms immediately with his uh, flapping fly wings above her. He grabs her and then, then lifts like a helicopter vertically right out of that water, um, holding her under her shoulders. She begins spinning under you. Stop! 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 The momentum is making me spin over and over. I'm getting sick. I'm gonna throw up. At least don't throw up in my face. I threw up. She stopped spinning. (sighs) Disgusting, Jenny. This is why you must not be so enthusiastic. You must listen to me. You can't just march into water. The first step of learning how to swim is learning how to float. And floating is quite different than marching into water. You're right. Enthusiasm leads to sickness, which leads to death. Exactly. We must pinpoint through precision, care, and practice how to actually express the inner enthusiasms we imagine we have. If we just let loose the enthusiasms that happen naturally... Well, then someone gets a little vomit on his face, eh? Is that what happened to you? Yeah. You vomited in my face because you didn't listen to me. No, I meant the other thing. Did you get too enthusiastic when you were alive? Stirfry looks up in the sky, looks back down. You know what? I actually did. 
I was way too enthusiastic about things that, in retrospect, were about more than just the things that I thought I wanted to be enthusiastic about. Sometimes enthusiasm is a bit of a social cudgel against yourself and others. So it's rude to be excited? No. You just gotta sometimes think about later why, what you are actually excited about. And what, you, and what your excitement meant for other people around you. Wait, do you mean I, the, the spark of life that makes me excited to get up in the morning? Should I extinguish it? No, but you should put walls around it and only sometimes allow the oxygen to keep that flame a-going. Huh. I'm your guardian angel. Everyone knows it's to fry. <laughs> and we're back. You stand at the edge of a vast swamp. Count Ivan plucks knives out of his flesh like he's plucking burrs off of a dog's fur. Terribly sorry about the swamp of xenophobic knives. There was simply no way around it. Are you sure? Well, there was the bridge, but I guarantee you, the bridge was even worse. You look at the bridge, and the bridge, uh, you see people crossing the bridge, and the bridge circumcises everybody who goes across (laughs) it. No! Everybody? Everybody. Okay. LB uh, pulls two knives out of her eyebrows. And they're like, I hate you, I hate you, I hate you. She uh, shakes her face off. I could have done without the week's long trip down the hallway of mother-in-laws. Yeah. But it wasn't all bad. I was able to get the Blade of Nightmare's kiss from Lady Dream Death. <laughs> that should help us in our fight with Lexicon. <laughs> Yes, I like this one. There's a silver lining to every cloud with him, isn't there? And if he didn't go to the cage of the Hawksins, he never would have met me. Hawkeye! The little hawk who loves to sin. Ash, remember the moment he showed up and we thought he was stir-fry? Ugh. Yeah. Yeah, especially because I couldn't see him. So I was like, wow, that sounds like stir-fry. Hey, once again, I'm not your old friend. It offends me whenever you bring him up. I never tried to replace him, nor do I think I ever would. He's your friend. You had your relationships. Look, 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 look. This is the end of our journey. You've made it to, uh, to the school. Hawkeye, you and I seem to be bumming the group out. Why don't you and I venture elsewhere? All right. Can I have a second take on my name? Yeah. I think you should. I, I think that legally it would be best. But we will keep you saying it and then asking for a second take. Cool. I'm unbelievable ground. Wow. That, you know what? Fair's fair. That's a lot better. No, let's risk Disney. Come with me, unbelievable ground. Great to meet you all. Hope you've solved all your problems. Bye, thank you. Unbelievable ground. This is the beginning of a beautiful friendship, and they walk off out of the narrative. Hawk sin by walking. Hey, unbelievable. Yeah? Don't forget what I told you. Patience is a virtue, but it can also be a sin. Hey, Bello. Thanks. Why did you say that to him? What does that mean? It was it was when we were with uh, Lady Dream Death. It's not important. Oh, okay. Oh. That's so crazy, because at that point, I was on fire, and I thought I was hot before, and Cordelia's just charred. Uh, Cordelia, I heard every single time you said that over the past week, and I'm so glad- <laughs> Nobody's reacting I'm to so it! I'm so glad they finally heard it this time. Come on! I'm eighth time's the charm. Cordelia, before anyone can react, you turn around and you see it. <gasps> Welcome to Polaris University. That's our school. Your once hallowed halls look largely the same. Well, that's it. 
End of description. Ha 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 ha! Just kidding, idiot! And by the way, I typed that ha 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 with J's in an effort to reach a more international audience. Hola, amigos! But the thing about the school is that while the school itself is largely unchanged, the Pacific Northwest temperate rainforest, which it once sat in, has been ripped from all around it, replaced with a hellish atmosphere of flame. Gone are the verdant park areas and shady spots to sit and study. They've all been replaced with parking lots full of the cars from Twisted Metal, which, yes, you can drive, and an enormous freeway cutting across the campus. Profane graffiti covers most of the noble gray stone, like a subway car in the 70s. And everywhere you look, the name Polaris University has been replaced with imposing letters which read, Lexicon Matters, School for the Damned. Damn it. Looks so much like Polaris, but... I guess we're not there yet. No, I... Bello. <laughs> it's... It, it is... This is Polaris. Or, like, this was Polaris. Remember, uh, Lexicon Matters founded the school and then he took it over again in hell? He's the dean now? We have to destroy him? He renamed it? Yeah, I think that's one of the things he changed when he took it over. Bello, as if Divine Intervention is stepping in to help you understand what's going on here... You look to your left. You look to your right. You look to your left again. And you see your frat brothers shackled together at the neck, pulling an enormous sleigh. A clean-shaven, thin man without rosy cheeks and wearing all green cracks a whip. Oh, oh, oh! I'm Anticlaus! My brothers, they... transferred? You hear them like, oh, 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 God, oh, what kind of mountain are you? Wait, no, that's not right. Yeah, what kind of mountain would you be if you was in hell? The whip cracks again. I'm Anti-Claus. My boys didn't transfer. They never would. No, it's not them who transferred. The school transferred to hell. This is Polaris. You got there. That's the bellow that founded a government. <laughs> this used to be my playground. Wait, so is that is that the real Anticlaus? I suspect so. I don't know if you guys are familiar, but tiefling parents always tell children that Anticlaus isn't real. Oh. The sleigh goes right by in front of you, and he says, Your parents lied to you. I am real. He cracks the whip again. Ha <laughs> ha! Oh, oh, oh! <laughs> well, I get, I, there's only one thing to do. I'm unmarried. <laughs> A bunch of big guys, help me out. 364 days out of the year, I take gifts. And Bello produces a lump of coal. How? I don't know. I just, I just wanted to. You said produces, and I wanted produces to know. Produces does imply that like, there's like a <laughs> Did he, biological. Like, it? Yeah. <laughs> you expressed a lump of coal from his hoodie pocket. Bello produces a lump of coal. Anticlaus takes it and eats it. And says, mm, "Yum, yum, yum! Thank you. This is milk and cookies to me." Ha ha! He cracks his whip, and the the sleigh goes goes further on into campus. Goodbye. Wait, can we hitch a ride? No! On frat bro, bro, on frat 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 bro. We've got to help them, my nameless friends. 
Bosby's looking around. He's like, we're, we're right by the front entrance. If, if Stir Fry was going to know to meet up with us, it would be here, but I don't see him. Oh, yeah. Uh, and she's sort of whipping around. Like, ah! where, where is Stir Fry? <laughs> oh, sorry. Stir uh, Make a perception roll. Branson, I got a nat 20. Okay. I got a three. Oh, wait, I got a three. Okay. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. I got a five. And I rolled a one. Sounds like it's up to Bello. Cordelia. Yeah. Albie, you guys are whipping around. You're looking all over, and all you see are these horrible new German expressionist angles to Polaris University. It is, it's foreboding. It looks like the cabinet of Dr. Caligari. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Good for me. Uh, and as you see, like, what's going on uh, in the school, and you're, you're overtaken by the horror. Uh, De Bonesby, you can't even stand to look at it. This was once a place of knowledge, a place of education. You see as uh, uh, there's a book burning ceremony. Knowledge is just lost as little imps dance around it going, la-la-la, tra-la-la, tra-la-la, la-la-la-la. Bella, you see Polaris University. You remember it. It's got the same layout that it always had. But you also see someone very interesting. You see the back half of a human RA. He looks like an illustrated man diagram with all of the front stuff missing. Two eyeballs dangled uselessly from optic nerves connected to the back half of his brain. His tongue flaps around, sticking out from his four back molars. Mercifully, he speaks with his original voice, Dungeon Master's Delight. (laughs) Uh, What are you guys doing here? Um, we're here to save you? Save me? I'm a resident assistant. <laughs> My job is to save you. Okay, well, maybe you can help us find um, Lexicon Matters. <gasps> Lexicon Matters? Gulp? He tries to gulp, but like, there's not. You just see like the back of his throat, just sort of like <laughs> trying to move. Oh God! Oh, 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 no! Oh, Douglas, oh. is that you? <gasps> and he he looks at you. To Bonesby, strangely, I mean, really strangely, his eyes are just like hanging from optic nerves. He's really, he's just like through magic, he's taking you in. He says, oh, I know you. I thought I told you not to study in there. That room was off limits. It sounds like not listening to you saved my life, you dumb shit. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> Being near you got me killed. You shouldn't have followed if you can't hang. You're mean. You're a jerk. Yeah, a little bit. My mom says there's only one way to handle jerks. How? How? Turn the other cheek, but I don't have any. (laughs) Oh, jeez. Okay. So wait, can you not show us to Mr. Matters? I can, and I will. Oh, thank Uh, you, uh, Douglas. The RA oath is a solemn one. (laughs) Wait, your name wasn't Douglas when I knew you. No, my name's not Douglas. It's... It's, uh, well, hold on. It's written down here somewhere. <laughs> My name is something. It's, uh, Rommel Saris. Oh, that's right. Oh. I had a hard time pronouncing it, so I decided his name is Douglas. Oh, that's, yeah, that's you. But I'm a new man now. I'm Rommel Saris. I'll never go by the name Douglas. All right, Rommel. That's fine. I'm a changed man. I can hang. You should learn. Oh, man. <laughs> We're also actually, we're looking for our friend. I don't know if you know him, um, Stir Fry. He's a Kenku. We were hoping that he'd meet us here. The other one? Yeah. What do you mean the other one? Yes. 
There were two in that room. Yes. Yes. That cursed room. Yes. Yeah, I remember him well. It was the last thing I ever saw before I was split in twain. But you haven't encountered him here in the Netherrealm. No, thank God. If it's helpful, he's the last thing a lot of people saw before they died. It is. It's always good to be a member of a community. Yeah. (laughs) I'm so glad we get to hear more from this guy now so many years (laughs) later. He's fun. (laughs) I love to be a part of a community. I have ADHD. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so do a lot of people. Uh, (laughs) People think it's made up, and in my case, it is. (laughs) My dude, I actually lived off campus, so you're not really my assistant, but... Nevertheless, do you know perhaps like any important items that matter a lot to Lexicon? <laughs> I should say so. Everything he keeps in his office is pretty important. Does he keep a lot in his office? No, he keeps a rather Spartan office. I've seen it, you know. That's good news. Oh, I'm happy to help. Could you advise us on the direction that we could go? <laughs> good luck. There's actually no way to get to the Dean's office. All the hallways that lead there no longer lead there. He's hidden himself somewhere in the school. There's there's no getting to or from him. <gasps> so on your left over there is the Yuval and Dolly School of Bardic Studies. On your right over there is where the monks of no nation teach <gasps> uh, monk stuff. Oh, wow. And over there on your right is Tish. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> wow, the School of Monk Studies is... Is, um, is Bento still around? Well, I'm not on a first name basis with the monks of no nation. I'm not a monk. <laughs> okay, I guess I'm not either really anymore. I'm a poetry major. Oh, you are? Oh. Yeah. Nothing, not even the rain had such small hands. <laughs> hey, Rommel. Oh. Do you know where the original Dean is? The original Dean? Like, you know, the, 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 the... Shush, shush, shush! He goes to shush you, but it's a, it's a grim... He doesn't really have an index finger, because that was on the front half of his hand. So with the pinky, like Dr. Evil, he goes to shush you. It's a, it's a grim visual. I know the way to the Dean. What did you say? I know the way... Sorry, my voice. I know the way to the Dean. Do you mean Lexicon Matters or the Dean? No, the real Dean, the true Dean. The one true Dean. Even now, I'm loyal to the one true Dean. The once and future Dean? Yes, We don't know that. Yes, he is the future Dean. (gasps) He is? All that has been done can be undone. Really? Yes. What do you mean? If only someone could destroy Lexicon Matters, all that has been done could be undone. So should we see the real Dean first, or should we see Lexicon first? Hold on, Albie. Do you have some kind of secret sign or symbol to show your allegiance to the Dean? Yes, of course. You just point to the nearest wife. Oh, where is she? Uh, and he, he, he like, closes his eyes, which is somehow <laughs> possible. He hasn't eyelids, but you can tell his dangling eyes just close, and his hand begins to tremble, and it points... Uh, do southeast. Yes, he is one of us. It's true. Yes, please, you must take us to the Dean. He could be an important ally down here, you guys. Plus, maybe it'll give Stirfry some time to catch up with us. I don't want to do this without him. Or Stirfry's already with him. Okay, yeah, okay. Of course. Thank you, Rommel. And it was so nice to 
re-meet you and find out for the first time that you're such a huge fan of coming. What? E.E. coming? Oh, I thought you meant like ejaculating, which I love. That's disgusting. You said it. Is it Rom Alcyrus or Rommel Cyrus? You see, this is why I did it. This is why I did what I had to do. Mm. I just... It's actually neither. It's Rom Alcyrus. Okay. Just call me fucking Douglas. It's fine. <laughs> okay, thank okay. you, Douglas. Thank you, Douglas. Okay. My internal voice has started calling myself Douglas. <laughs> yes, yes. Okay, I was Douglas. right. I was always right in life. Okay, so show us the way to the Dean, Doug. Right this way. And he leads you down a dark path, down into the, the Polaris University dungeons, which were always there. Uh, he leads you down deep into the catacombs. Right this way. <gasps> This is where the experimental theater group met. Yes. <laughs> this, this is where they put on War Horse. And offending the audience. Cool. I saw a screening of Line describing a cone down here. And I never walked these wretched halls. Ugh. Students should not act. <laughs> he leads you to large wooden doors. They're locked, and he fiddles with uh, with keys. And says, I warn you, what you're about to see is not suitable for sensitive viewers. Okay. We're in hell, Douglas. I know, but even in hell, this is especially nasty. Oh, jeez. Oh. Oh. <laughs> he opens the door, and you see it. The worst punishment of all time. What is it? I'll tell you, Allie. <laughs> tell me too. I'll tell you all. Benevolent DM that I am. Thank you, Chris. You see the Dean. You're welcome. You see the Dean with a large iron chain around his ankle. He's in a wifeless desert. <gasps> just out of reach from an oasis made entirely from his wife. He screams in agony as he reaches out to her but cannot reach her. Ah! She took my last name of her own volition! Like a rat in a trap, he tries to gnaw his foot off to escape and go give his wife kisses. But every time he chews his foot off, two more grow back. This is the worst punishment of all time! And I should know, my dad died in his 90s, I think I said! <laughs> he looks over with a wild look in his eye and he catches Bella and says, You? Dean? Oh, Bella, what did I tell you? I... I don't recall. Neither do I, but I bet it was serious. What have you got me into this time? I didn't get you into anything. Oh, bullshit, I know you. I know you're kind. No, I, Always I was... hot-shotting around the campus like you're some big shot. You think you're so special. What do you mean, his kind? You know, guys like him. Little hot boys. Oh. Why are you so fixated on my hotness? It's because I was hot when I was young, and now I'm, I'm more of a, a salt and pepper kind of thing. I think you're handsome. I am handsome, but I miss being hot. I thought I was hot, and then I caught on fire. <laughs> oh, okay, pretty good one. Okay, I like you. I'm not a bad man, I just hate this kid. Billow, I swear to God, if you don't get me out of this pickle, if you don't straighten up and fly right, you're gonna be looking at an expulsion. Dean, we all voluntarily died so we could come here and save you. That's a good first step. 
<laughs> By the way, and Bello turns to wife. Diana, it's so nice to see you. Bello, oh my god, it's how long has it been? It's always a pleasure. Have you been working on your serve? I haven't been able to do anything. I'm an oasis now, just out of reach from my husband. A terrible punishment for us both. Mm, that's that's too bad. I really thought you upped your tennis game. I've been trying. But I'm an oasis without arms or legs. Anyways, I'm trying to save you both. And he turns back to the dean. Oh, Bello! Don't you ever try to make time with my wife! <laughs> I don't think that's what he was trying to do. You stay out of this! Okay. He's always had an eye for my wife. And who could blame him? Oh, she's a delight. Actually, I'm in a relationship with Albie. Oh, well, congratulations to you both. Thank you. Thank you, Dean. I'm actually not involved, even though I'm attached. Okay, I don't need your life story, but you're going to get mine. My name is Dean. I am the Dean. My dad died when he was in his 90s. And for reasons that are never especially clear, I hate Bello so much. Bello, you are on thin ice. If you don't get me out of this pickle, I so help me God, I'm going to bite my way out of this chain and I'm gonna expel you from this school. Do I make myself clear? Could you bite yourself out of this chain? I try- Watch! And he bites his foot off. Two more feet, bro. Oh. Uh, dude, listen. Mm. Teen, I've always heard that the best educators give their students the tools they need to succeed. So, is there anything you can tell us to help us fight Lexicon Matters and defeat him once and for all and save the school? I'm not an educator, I'm an administrator! <laughs> okay. My job isn't to educate, but it's to facilitate education. And scoundrels like you make that job as hard as it's ever been. I have half a mind to put you in this chain, if only I could. I would, I'd chain a student. Yeah, you're right, Dean. I've... I've been a bad student. I just... I just haven't had the, the leadership to show me the way. That's right, you haven't had the leadership, because nobody would do it, because everyone knew you were a bad kid. It's weird to hear you talk like this, though, I'll tell you that much. I just wish one of my role models would take me under their wing and help me reach my potential. Oh, sure, but who? Who's going to do it? Who's a cool enough man to be a hot boy like you's role model? <laughs> it would have to be someone... Really honorable and... Really honorable, really wise. Probably someone who's handsome. He used to be hot, now he's just handsome. And probably somebody whose dad died when he was in his 90s. But maybe still hot? Still hot in his own way, yes, that's right. But who could that be? I don't know. Oh, B Bello, I'll do it! God damn, if, if you can't seem to find this man, if you're not a, a, smart enough to find a mentor, I'll be your goddamn mentor. Now here's what you're gonna do, Bello. You're gonna close your eyes and you're gonna walk to the dean's office. I know you know the okay. way. Okay. And then how many times have you been in trouble? How many times did I pull you into my office on some loaded pretext? It seemed like every time you remembered I existed. So you ought to know the way there. So I dare you to go march into that office right now, and you tell that Dean who's Dean, and that it's me. You're right, and how will I defeat him? How? Yeah. I'll tell you how. I'll tell you how. That miserable Dean, he's got this, this, this crux, all of his power. It's just, it's just, I saw it. I saw nobody there. People think I didn't see it, but I was in the office. He set it down on the you table. You saw it? But you probably wouldn't tell what it is to a bad kid like me. No, I wouldn't tell what it is to a bad kid like you. A bad kid like you has no business knowing. It's on a silver platter of some sort. It's hiding out in the open. I wish you could tell me, but I guess I'll have to go in without that knowledge. Yeah, you will. You'll always wander not knowing because you were never a student. You never buckled up. You never flew right. Now get out of here. You make me sick. I can spin now. And Bello spinulates. 
disgusting. <laughs> Diana claps. Hello! Thank you, yeah. Well, good to see you, Dean. You and I never had any troubles. I was an excellent student both times around. It's a big school. I can't meet every kid. <laughs> Bello <laughs> shuts his eyes. Um, you shut your eyes and you begin to drift from this horrible place. And as you do, you just hear Diana say, that was nice. Bello, your eyes are closed and you're drifting, drifting through time and through space. I'm just, and I'm just thinking about missed class and demerits and academic probation. It's like you're in a musical and just like neon signs of your past just sort of passed by you, uh, just overhead of, of just like uh, detention, frat parties, keggers, selling unauthorized PU merch. Your, your life, your history, it's beginning to, your Van Wilder past is beginning to catch up to you. And before you know it, you see large neon doors in front of you. Bello opens his eyes. You see very familiar doors. Why, look, you've been walking for minutes. You're outside of the office of the Dean. Bello remains standing straight forward, facing the doors, and without turning his head, he says... Did you guys follow me? Yeah, we're yes. here. Oh, good, great. Okay, yeah. good. I did not want to go in there alone. No, no, we wouldn't. We wouldn't let you. Bello floats towards the door, and then he finally looks back and he says, "Everybody ready?" I wish Stir Fry was here, but yeah. Yeah. Ready as we're ever gonna be. We got your back. Let's kill this man. Thanks, Fred. Listen, I know he's not here, but that doesn't mean he's not with us. Because we've been through so much weird crap with Stir Fry that despite our best efforts, he's rubbed off on all of us. Yeah. We all have a little fucked up guy in us, and right now, before we walk through these doors, well, this is the time to let it out. Yeah. Nobody fucks with us. 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 How's he pulling up there? That's right. Whatever that means. <laughs> <laughs> and Bello turns around and knocks on the door. Slowly, the doors open. From within, you hear a voice say, in. That was Ali Fisher as Cordelia, Carly Minardo as Alby, Christopher Hastings as Frederick de Bonesby, Joe Lepore as Bello, Tim Platt as Stir Fry, and Branson Reese as Everything and Everyone Else. Rude Tales of Magic is produced by Bucket of Milk. Edited, sound design, and scored by Michael Wolf. With additional sound design from Michael Gelfie and Taylor Moore. And as always, special thanks to Tyler Button and Sydney and Benjamin Paul and our big freak, Christina Lopez. 
but don't go. Join us in two weeks on Halloween for Blood Tales of Depravity 2, Curse of the Mummy's Curse. And two weeks after that, the finale of the Class Dismissed campaign. Wow, we've finally done it. We've finally ended the Class Dismissed campaign. I hope we find out what happened to Milka. I have it all here in my book, but I daren't skip ahead. Oh, and then, speaking of skipping ahead, two weeks after that, the next chapter of Rude Tales begins. Oh, oh, we have such sights to show you. Oh, you, you wonderful weirdos. You have no idea what you're in for. You think these graves freak themselves? They don't. I freak the graves. Don't tell the cops. Back up top on the material plane, Roddy's truck is pulled over to the side of the road, the K River to his right. A witch hunter in knee-high boots is writing on a notepad. So you said you are delivering medicine to grandmothers, and you cannot show me the medicine because there's porn in the medicine, but not illegal porn, just gross stuff that I wouldn't be into. Uh, yeah, that is correct, officer. And if you'll excuse me, I'm late. Those grandmothers are coughing up a storm. Mm-hmm. Likely story. A large seafaring ship passes by slowly on the mighty cay as the witch hunter eyes Roddy. And then, his notepad, where he notices Roddy's mug painted under the word wanted. He glances back into the truck and sees the egg Roddy is sitting on. Okay, sir, I'm going to need you to step out of the vehicle and hand me that egg. Uh, I'm sorry, officer, but I'm actually not going to be able to honor your bitch-ass request. Those grandmas are, uh, they're getting nasty. Sir, I am not going to ask you a second time. Hand over the egg now. We see Roddy's reflection in the cop's sunglasses as his expression darkens, fire in his eyes. <laughs> nice underbite, virgin. From the passing ship, we see a small explosion. As witch hunter organs and woohooing goblins fly everywhere. A small greaser dwarf, clutching an egg wrapped in a leather jacket, hits the deck of the ship. He rolls like a bowling ball, landing at the feet of a beautiful Kenku in flowing robes. She makes the sound of crashing waves. She looks at Roddy strangely, and then snaps. A human pirate rushes to her side and reads from a wanted poster. Pot Roddy, the uncle with the monkle, wanted. She makes the sound of a VHS tape being fast-forwarded, and he cuts to the end member of the rules haven six she makes the sound of a ringing bell and then a foghorn that was a headgum podcast 